Hello and welcome to Couple Next Door from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch, and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. Are you afraid of poison ivy and poison oak? Well, don't worry anymore. Take Aqua Ivy Tablets, the new scientifically tested tablets that can give you season-long immunity to poison ivy and poison oak. Aqua Ivy Tablets have helped thousands to enjoy the great outdoors without fear of poison ivy and poison oak. They're safe for your children and for you. And you can buy Aqua Ivy Tablets at any drugstore. Take Aqua Ivy Tablets now and have a good summer. Stuff here in the front hall. Now, just leave things alone. They're things we don't use, things we don't wear that I'm giving to the goodwill. Giving to the goodwill? Yes, yes. This jacket? Yes, and put it right here. Well, you never wear it? And what's this? And my shoes? You never wear those. You said they Look, never fit. What are you saving we... them for? Oh, Aunt Effie, don't carry oh, that big box downstairs uh, yourself. Let no, me help you. No, 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 don't grab it. The whole thing must fall. Oh. Let it right down here. Stay what's right in the box? Home. That stuff you're giving away, too? Yes, some bookends we never liked, a pair of draperies we can't use, some overshoes Betsy has outgrown, an old bathrobe. Well, maybe I could wear these shoes of mine if I, you know, get them stretched or something. Push him out the door before he carries everything back upstairs. Who's that? Well, the car just drove in. I don't recognize it. Oh, I don't... Oh, no. Oh, it's Mrs. Houston. Oh. Oh. Now, what in the world could she want this? That one? Oh, and look at me. I am just a mess. Oh, don't boy, look, look. I'll go out the back way, the back way. I don't want to run into her. Well, goodbye. Yes, Mrs. Houston. Uh, that one from the woman's club, the one who's so lotty, dog. Yes, and always dressed so perfect. Oh, and look at now me. Now, go upstairs. Go upstairs. Change your dress. Comb your hair. I'll let her in. Doesn't oh. matter about me. Hurry. She's coming up the walk. <laughs> to have kept you waiting. Oh, that's quite all right, my dear. I was just admiring your lovely new home. Oh, that's right. You haven't been here since we moved in. Last November we did. Simply charming. How I envy you having a small home. Edward and I just rattle around in that enormous house and he simply refuses to move. It's my home, Edward says. I grew up here and here I intend to live. <laughs> yes. Well, if he grew up there, I suppose it has memories. But it's so big. And you know how hard it is to get help these days. You simply cannot teach any of these young girls how you want things done. They're all so unsatisfactory. They don't even dust properly. Yes, I suppose. Well, I I don't have that problem, Mrs. Houston. Well, you're so lucky. Has this one been with you a long time? I beg your pardon? 
Oh, oh, excuse me. That's probably the Goodwill man. I have some things to go. I'll get it. Oh, it's probably the Goodwill. Just tell him to take everything in the front hall. Yes, I'll do it. All right. Well, I mustn't keep you. Actually, I was wondering if you'd be my assistant chairman in charge of the ticket committee for the Women's Club Fashion Show. Oh, well, I... It doesn't involve too much. A few meetings with the committee and organizing the ticket sales, that's all. But it does take some time, and unfortunately, I have found myself absolutely snowed under with social engagement. <laughs> you know how it is. Everything happens at once. <laughs> yes. Well, I would love to help you out, Mrs. Houston, but unfortunately, I'm getting ready to go abroad. Oh, dear. This is unfortunate. Well, actually, I guess I shouldn't have used the word unfortunate because I think it's quite fortunate. I'm really quite excited. I'm looking forward to Paris and London. Oh, how charming to have that enthusiasm. I'm afraid Edward and I have been so often that the thought of even having to go to Europe is just horrible. And as a child, I went so often with my parents that the joie de vivre has quite gone out of traveling for me. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, we oui, je comprends. Well, I must go. I won't keep you any longer. Oh, well, I'm very sorry. I, I can't help you out, but I have so much, you know, that I... I quite understand. <laughs> if one has never been to Europe... I suppose one does look forward to the experience. Yes. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll get your coat, Mrs. Houston. Oh, oh it's right here. Oh. I just laid it down in the hall. Oh, and I see. Is it? Oh, now that's strange. I put it right here. Oh, perhaps your maid hung it in the closet. Oh, yes. But, uh, my what? What? Why, no, it doesn't seem to be here either. Just a minute, Mrs. Houston. I, I... Perhaps if you'll just call your maid. I'm sure she... Oh, there you are. Well, my goodness, are you leaving already? You didn't stay long. Well, uh, yes. Yes, I am. Oh, Mrs. Houston, this isn't my maid. This is, this is our Aunt Effie. The maid? Well. Oh, my dear. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, that's, uh, Aunt Effie, did you pick up Mrs. Houston's coat and hang it anywhere? No, never saw it. <laughs> well, isn't that the funniest thing? I mean, it's not in the living room, and I mean, nobody's been here. <laughs> what? Oh. oh, no. Oh, no. Yes. And every day, well, didn't you point out what he should take? You called me. You said, tell him to take everything in the hall. Oh, oh, what seems to have oh, happened? Oh, my Jesus. The goodwill. He must have taken your coat. Well. Oh, Mrs. Houston, I'm so sorry. Oh, for heaven's sake, call them before they give it to somebody. Yes. Oh, Mrs. Houston, oh. I can't tell you how sorry I am. I just, well, I'll call the goodwill. Can you describe the coat for me? Black cashmere with a small mink collar. Oh, really? Well, how could the man have just picked that up? I mean, oh, the coat was not new, but I hardly think ready to be given away. Well, maybe the man thought it was. <laughs> you can use that as an excuse to get your husband to buy you a new coat. And <laughs> Effie. Oh, Mrs. It. Houston knows I'm joking. <laughs> uh-uh, I'll call the goodwill right away. I am so sorry, Mrs. Houston. <laughs> Oh, hi. Hi. I came hi. over as soon as I got through work. Tell me, if they found a coat? No, I've been sitting here in this cold warehouse oh. for hours, all day practically, ever since I loaned her a coat and took her home. Her car keys were in her coat pocket, oh, it seems. gosh. Mrs. Houston, of course, of all people, wouldn't you know? Oh, you know that's... Oh. oh, I hope so. Let 
Let me see it. Uh, the truck just came in from that district, and he says that this is the only coat he has that fits the description. Yes, well, it must be. At least I think so. Uh, did the lady say what was in the pocket? Well, no, she, she didn't. Car keys, I know for one thing. Mm, well, here's a scarf, no initials, though, and... Good heavens, look at this scarf, all ripped and torn. Yeah, that doesn't look like something Mrs. Houston would carry around. No. Gloves. Look at them. <laughs> look at them. Holes in two fingers. <laughs> well, what's so funny? Mrs. Houston having gloves with holes, and then when she pretends to be so fastidious. Oh, and look at this handkerchief. Honestly, it looks like she dusted off the car with it. Wait till I tell Aunt Effie about this. Oh, <laughs> no, wait, you don't know that it's her coat. <laughs> that it is. That's why she looked so funny when I asked her if she had anything in the pocket. She didn't remember. <laughs> it's just Honey, what is the matter with you? Listen, she loves our house. It's so small and nice. She feels sorry for me that I'm going abroad. She's been so often. The thought of going again is just ghastly. And it's so hard to get help these days. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. You know how Mrs. Houston is. And she tried to palm off all the work of the ticket committee on me. Said I could be her assistant chairman. Do, do the work, in other words, while she's busy with her social engagements. That's for, oh, here. Car keys. Here they are. These must be hers. And the scarf. And the gloves. And the handkerchief. She has to admit they're hers, dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, i got to admit it's pretty funny. She, she always hi-hats everybody. Oh, it will give me great pleasure to drive to Mrs. Houston's house and deliver the coat. Come on. We'll return to the couple next door in just a moment. If you want to know more than merely what's going on in the world, if you want, in addition, the perspective of a brilliant world traveler whose entire life has been one fascinating travelogue, listen to Lowell Thomas. Each weekday evening, CBS Radio presents the man who has seen all, whose lively imagination and experience make him one of the world's natural raconteurs. For hard news or delightful human interest sidelights, join Lowell Thomas. Enjoy the worldly wisdom of the man who climbed to the rooftop of the world to meet the boy god of Tibet in person. Get the slant of the man who went back of the beyond to Australia's Never Never Land. Monday through Friday on most of these same stations, hear Lowell Thomas reporting the news. It's a service of CBS Radio, part of the different sound that makes such a sound difference in your listening habits. This station, and behind it, the CBS Radio Network, is proud to bring you weekday nights. Lowell Thomas, reporting the news. Is where the Houstons live? Looks like Windsor Castle. And another thing she did one time, Barbara Smith was telling how she got this wonderful bargain somewhere, a dress. Come on, Johnny, come on, don't and talk so much. And, and, and bring the coat, <laughs> will you, for Pete's sake? But... Yeah, and Mrs. Houston said, oh, she never could buy anything ready-made. She always has her clothes designed and made it special. All right, all right, all right, Johnny, now don't go on about it anymore. I, you know. Oh, I can't help it. I can't wait until I hand her this handkerchief, and she has to admit it's hers. You know, really, if I didn't know her so well, I think she'd use it to change a tire. Imagine Mrs. Houston running around with this in her pocket. Did you ring? Yeah, <laughs> probably rings in the um, butler's quarters and would wait here an hour before he gets it. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, oh, is, is Mrs. Houston at home? Uh, yes, sir. Oh, it's all right, Jameson. I'm expecting them. Oh, well, you'll be glad to know, Mrs. Houston. We'll be glad to know that, that we found your coat. Yes. At least we hope it's yours. <laughs> 
Oh, yes, yes. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, did you have any trouble finding it? Oh, no, no, not really. The truck that picked it up finally came back to the warehouse, and this coat fitted the description, and, and then I found the car keys in the pocket. Oh, oh yes, of course. <laughs> well, I was thinking of you, and I thought, oh, Dear, how will she ever identify that coat? And I wondered if I had anything in the pockets with my initials on it. I I just couldn't remember. Oh. <laughs> well, I didn't really look, Mrs. Houston. The car keys just fell out and the coat did fit the description, so... Oh. <laughs> oh. Yes. Yes. I knew it was yours. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Oh, that's uh, right. Won't you come in? Oh, no, 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 we can't. No, we he can't. Must get I, home, I, I, I drove your car back, Mrs. Houston. It's parked right out there. <laughs> so, uh, good night. Good night, Mrs. Houston. Good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you so much. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, yeah. Chicken. Oh, you knew I wouldn't say anything. Poor thing, she was so embarrassed. You know, for the first time, I really sort of liked her. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's not half as funny as how in Sam Hill you could let some guy just walk in the house and pick up a coat. I told you how it happened, and you can say all you like. Truth is stranger than fiction, dear, and these things just do happen. Although we wouldn't particularly recommend that your radio accompany you into your shower... We suggest that almost wherever you go, go with radio. When you're out driving, a great variety of information and entertainment rides right along with you. Yours to command just by reaching out your hand. So, at the risk of repeating ourselves, a risk we'll gladly take, we suggest that everywhere you go, go with radio. The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Margaret Hamilton, Edith Gresham, and Nelson Olmsted and is produced by Walter Hart.